Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. So today, Laura and I thought it would be um, interesting to talk about... <laughs> maybe that's the right word. Yes. <laughs> to talk about the vulnerability and courage it takes to tell our own personal stories. So we'll touch a little on memoir and autobiography and even things like blog posts and sharing a story from your life in a social media post can kind of fall in this category. But it's a hard thing. It's scary to share something personal from your own life. And yet it can be incredibly powerful too. So we thought it'd be interesting to just kind of dive into that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I I think it can even be this format, you know. Podcasting can absolutely do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Just being in a space where you're sharing a bit of yourself really with anyone in, in any format. I was gonna, I thought yeah. it would be interesting to start us off with by like sharing a story that I had shared as a vulnerable thing, but then I was having trouble finding one that I was like, actually, okay, sharing because it's like, um, <laughs> it's hard. Even when you've already it's shared true. something, like I was trying to look back through. So, I mean, I feel like I have a fair amount of, I've blogged for years about Brian's cancer and yeah. very personal things about his cancer um, that were super vulnerable. And so I tried to look back through those posts. So I was like, oh, could I like read one of these? Is there something in here that I could talk about? And I was like, oh, I don't want to share this. this is like, <laughs> did I really already push publish on this? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's almost like sometimes we throw something out into the, the world and then we can forget that we've done that like yeah. it's almost like you're okay that goes back in its little drawer yeah um well it's always interesting to me too that sometimes the things that I that felt really personal to me are not the things that yeah. feel super personal to other people so yes. like I have shared things that to me didn't feel super vulnerable but my mom would come back and be like oh my gosh I can't believe you shared that on, yeah. on your blog or whatever um or someone else would be like wow that yeah. was really like that was really personal that you shared and I was like oh that didn't really feel very personal but then I'll share something else that like felt super personal to me and other people will be like oh no <laughs> like I don't really get any response for it it's weird how those things are kind of um variable just depending on the person and what you're comfortable with and depending on the time frame too like I feel like sometimes absolutely I can share something after the fact that and it won't feel as personal as it would have in the middle of it absolutely and I I think some of that even almost is the ability to sit with something and to grapple with it when it's still really fresh, when you're just still trying to figure out even what something means to you, that can be something where some of the hardest parts of podcasting up front were that I'm not sure what this means to me yet, or I'm not even sure what I'm going to say in answer to this question. And so what if I share a part of myself that I'm not yet ready to? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one, I don't think you ever get over that. I think that there's always going to be little barriers that we have around what we feel comfortable sharing or even what we feel safe sharing. Mm -hmm. And so my example is actually from grad school where I originally almost became a counselor. Um, Mm -hmm. I went through a semester where basically we would have to on the spot in our cohort say things about ourselves um 
that were really raw and and really vulnerable because if you're expecting a client to be that with you, you have to be very comfortable with it. Sure. And I remember sitting in this classroom where they were digging into the messages that we tell ourselves and they basically kind of force called on you <laughs> that you would just have to share something. And I remember when I I was one of the first ones called on and we were talking about messages that we tell ourselves, especially when when we do something that maybe fails or we do something where where the outcome isn't what we wanted and kind of what those messages were and I remember like having to say out loud in front of all these people with you know my my teacher right there and all these people around me basically how unkind my personal messages to myself can be how I can rake myself over the coals for just the stupidest of things that I would never yeah rake someone else over or even think about twice and I think the reason why that was so profoundly scary it made me feel sick afterwards like I kept hearing like those those words reverberate in my head over and over again because it was almost like a truth that was handed to me in real time that I discovered Mm. as as it was coming out of my mouth Mm. and I was raking myself over the coals about like just being honest about it. Like mm-hmm. it, it was almost like I was having this yelly voice about myself, yelling at myself, like admitting that mm. was terrifying both for me to admit, but also for me to hear my voice sure. talking to me about admitting it. And I think in some ways, like figuring out part of that was the space in which it was shared that it didn't feel completely like a safe space like it was you know you're being kind of forced into being really vulnerable and it's probably I mean that's probably something a lot of people would be like hey and a lot of people in the class did respond with hey do that too like Mm -hmm. but I think recognizing that the timing the place that you're sharing it the how you're sharing it allowing yourself this the freedom to grapple with what it is that's the truth yeah I think some of that is good to just know what you're ready for and what you're not like where yeah so that you're not re-traumatizing yourself (laughs) Um, and in the end like it was something that I was glad I shared I think I think it allowed me to accept the truth in a way that would have been harder to accept if it wasn't going from not understanding something to like really understanding it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think some of that vulnerability is we do need to be understanding with ourselves, and yes. we do need to take care with what it is we share, where we share it and making sure that we're in a space that we're feel safe enough to share it, that it's yeah. not something that will potentially have a negative impact on our healing or yeah any type of um, our mental health. Yeah, that's so, such a good point about being aware of where and when these kinds of things are, are being shared or your stories are being shared and how they might be received in that 
environment and all of that. But I think it's still, it's so important though. There's so much value in doing it. Like, like yeah. even at hearing you talk about that and how it helps you to understand those things about yourself better. And I think when we can face our own stories, like yes. there can be some real healing that comes from that. And when we can share our own stories, we can almost kind of collectively heal. Like yes. you were saying how other people in the class were like, oh, I do that too. Or, you know, and yes. that has always been my experience. Whenever I have been most vulnerable, I have always found that there is someone who says me too. Like yes. um, I feel that, or I've felt that, or I've been there. And that is such a powerful mm. experience to have that kind of universal truth expressed and to be able to say, I yes, I'm not alone in this. Yes. You're not alone in this and that kind of thing. And I mean, that's the value, right? In in memoirs and in autobiographies and in that kind of authentic, genuine sharing. But it's scary. It is. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. But you're right. It has a lot of, it has a lot of value. It has a lot of, I think, tapping into what we experience as human beings and we don't often talk about we don't often bring out because we are either afraid of what someone will say what they would think about us if we are that transparent that honest like is there a barrier or a boundary that if you cross and you're like that that raw or that honest will it be too much and I I think there's a balance there like that from controlling your story to like relinquishing that control and allowing it to take on its own significance with whoever it is that you're sending it out to like in a blog post or even you know on a podcast like some of these things we record and I listen to it again and I'm like oh wow I I really got (laughs) I shared that yeah (laughs) a little more honest than I even recalled but I I think there is that allowing yourself the freedom to share that true part of yourself that maybe someone else needs to hear. Absolutely. And I think as writers too, like it's a a good practice to get used to being more comfortable sharing your own stories and experiences, because really like those are also the things that shape your voice too, right? Like even if you're not writing memoir and you're not sharing, even if you're writing fiction, your own experiences are going to come out in that. And and you're going to have to face those same kind of vulnerabilities as you write it and getting practice at that and becoming more comfortable (laughs) showing who you are and what you feel will only make your characters um, more vivid and more real and more authentic and all of that, whether, whatever it is you're writing, I think. I I think so too. And I think from a character perspective, I I think it allows us to get past some of the more superficial flaws. Mm -hmm. And really, when we start looking at our own a lot clearer, um, we can understand what makes a character more complex or nuanced in a way that makes them feel more real, because we can see our own flaws a little more honestly. And therefore we start rather than allowing us to kind of generalize or stereotype, um, we kind of can really get into the, those nitty gritty of like, 
oh yeah, that's, that's a flaw that I have, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, you know, maybe something that someone else has, and maybe I could give it to this character. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that I understand, because I've dug into it within myself, or even just recognizing it within yourself. From a writing authentically perspective, I, mm-hmm. I've talked about it before, but I've been doing a lot of kind of self journaling where especially if something is triggering or if something is even just on a daily basis grabbing a topic whatever comes to mind and just without filter Mm. just disconnecting from all the messages that I've told myself about it because I think that's part of the process is kind of shutting off that messaging just you know like I talked about before not not letting ourselves tell ourselves the story that we've always told it, but allowing that person who experienced it to kind of freely, without judgment, um, get it done on paper, however is needed. Yeah. And I think doing that free write can sometimes really help shut shutting off the natural filters and the natural <laughs> ways we tell ourselves, you know, almost automatically about yeah. a story. Yeah, those walls that we put up to keep us from really sharing. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a great practice. It's true. Well, and I think it even allows us to reinterpret or Mm -hmm. reanalyze, give ourselves truth that we may have not been able to accept or even really see. Often when I free write, I think that I'm writing something. And then once I get to the end, I realize that that wasn't what it was at all like yeah <laughs> it hands me almost a gift of understanding it doesn't have to be profound but yeah even just something that I did not know I needed to hear but by the end of whatever you know set time if, yeah. if it's a time limit or if it's a page limit I have found something out that I did not know going into it yeah I remember hearing someone talk once about how when we get hung up on stories from our past, like we keep kind of reliving them or retelling ourselves them. It's because there's something there that we haven't, we haven't told the right story yet about it. Mm, And we need to, like our brain keeps trying to retell it until we can reframe it in a way that we can move past it. And I, I definitely feel like I have experienced that at various times in my life where I will keep going back to a particular hurt or a particular story for years afterwards until I could twist it enough to change what it meant to me or change how it, what it said about me um, or how I was framing it. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And I feel the truth of that for myself, that, that it's almost like it, it won't let me go Yeah. Um, until I've given it the time space. Mm-hmm. And I see it a lot as allowing the person who is me and also is not me to share their voice that helps me kind of connect to the ways in which it is me talking, but it's also not. Sure. Um, There's your past self and all these other. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think going back in and allowing that the time space, the voice, you Mm -hmm. know, to come out in whatever way it needs to, or even just to change over time as yeah. we need to kind of reframe those stories for ourselves. It's a gift, I think, a, yeah. a gift of 
kind of investment of, of energy to allow ourselves to grow in those ways. Yeah. Do you have any favorite like or um, stories that, or books that come to mind as being particularly raw or vulnerable, you know, that, that you feel, yeah. feel have did that well? It's funny because a lot of my, as I was thinking about a lot of the ones that kind of connect with me, a lot of them are ones that are from writers who are talking mm-hmm. honestly about their experience because it's something yeah. that I can kind of connect with. So yeah. I, even though it's kind of part craft, um, bird by bird, I think does a great job of all of animals. Yeah. Books yeah. Are so like that. Oh. <laughs> tells it straight it's like oh she does like whether or not you agree or connect with her her view of the world like she has so much truth and just vulnerability in every page and like like a vulnerability that I aspire to (laughs) because there are things there that I'm like wow I would be very embarrassed to share that and yet it makes her in my opinion as I read things like that a lot more relatable you can see like the the mess that is humanity that is the mess in myself like reflected back and I I mean I've I really enjoy her especially her ones that are kind of a little on the spiritual side but also talk about just life I'm like there's one about dusk and dawn and mm. one about stitches. Um, and there's just a, an honesty about the human experience and yeah. its highs and its lows that really profoundly, I think, have connected with, with me. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And I think one thing that she does so well is passing on lessons learned the hard way. I think that's a gift. Someone who can take a lesson learned through pain and be able to show it in such a way that someone else could actually grapple with that and gain a a nugget without having to go through the same pain. That's a gift too, from a teaching perspective and a learning perspective. we are going to talk about her um, later, but Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, yes. The, I know why the cage bird sings and really any of her poems um, yeah. have just that vulnerability and honesty that is so um, connects you to her specific experience while also yes. connecting it to the human experience. And yeah. I think that's what I love about the possibility of memoir and how I approach it even while reading it. Um, Big Magic is another one that I've just loved um, because of that honest grappling with stuff. It's not, you know, you almost can't put a judgment on it because the value is so much different than just a review or a judgment. It's, it's the, the wisdom that they hold. Yeah. Well, and it's personal. It's their own personal experience. So it's hard to judge that, you know, like it's absolutely. And it's funny because I was also, for some reason, as I was thinking about it on writing actually came into my head where there's a section of Stephen King talking about his experience. And he was talking about how 
in his childhood, he had the experience of a lot of fog, like walking through the fog and having a lot of scary trees along the, mm. um, the, that all of a sudden the fog would clear and that it would almost be like this scary tree. And I, that stuck with me because I mm. think there's something about trauma that that captured that mm. I felt connected to, even though my own childhood trauma may definitely probably didn't look like his experience. Sure there's things about when we talk about those experiences that I think even if they don't directly connect or correlate, yeah. we still can link into something about that, that, that expresses some of what in general it means to be a child and not have power and be in situations in which you have no control and yeah. you're fearful or you're in an unsafe space. And I think Again, when people get into that space where they're really to be authentic, when they yeah. really share those sides of themselves, you understand something about both your own experience and the people who experience things around you. When someone tells a story, it helps you connect with that story in a meaningful way. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I was um, reading recently a uh, craft book by um, Donald Moss and he was talking about how the characters that stay with us are the characters who say the things we can't say the things mm. that we think but don't want to say the things that we censor and oh. I think that stands out to me and all of the people that you mentioned like they say the things that we that many of us think sometimes or yeah. always or often or um but wouldn't be brave enough to say and, and that takes real courage to be able to put those things on the page that that bounce through your head or those th things that you might not say aloud. I think Anne Lamont in particular is very good at doing that. Yeah. It has that meaning behind mm -hmm. it. You definitely get that. It's not just throw away that yeah. it, it has a lot of weight behind yes. it. And, and that's, I think that's important too. Like when we share something that actually means something to yeah. us, yeah it then has the ability to mean something to someone else. I think when we share parts of ourselves that really don't have that weight or meaning, like it sometimes can fall flat. Not that we yeah, judge. You can tell the difference. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Within ourselves, I think when we share. And I, I do think that when we are brave, yeah. even not that we judge ourselves by how something is received. I think that sure. that's, but I do think that they, it can be more meaningful or more have some type of connection to someone if it's actually connected to us, because yeah. that translates. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and I think too, like sometimes that bravery can be saying those things that we think or believe or whatever, but sometimes it can also be like expressing those questions like Annie mm -hmm. Dillard comes to mind for me like yeah. her books I wouldn't really call them memoir necessarily but I feel like she's so good at expressing the uncertainty and the questions and yes. the, um just kind of letting <laughs> things hang and like her in a way that feels so honest and relatable but in a very different way than like Anne Lamont or even the, like bits of Stephen King sharing his story or Elizabeth Gilbert or like those does that make sense like yeah. there's so many different ways that authenticity can look um, yes. and that's 
part of the beauty of it, right? Is like you sharing Absolutely. what it is going on, that what's going on in your head, um, which is going to be totally different from what's going on in someone else's head, but it might connect with the universal that's going on in all of us. Absolutely. And if I could, um, with Annie Dillard, one of the things that I found the most freeing about her writing, especially in the writing life, it was the almost the pushing back on assumptions on the assumptions that this is what writing looks like and that this is it's clear and like she almost had this dry kind of humor about it of calling out kind of the life or what it is but in a very dry and humorous way and it took me a little bit of time to even just get into how she was even talking about writing into how funny it was and kind of satirical almost in places where where you're like oh she's having a lot of fun here and she's playing with the expectations that someone coming to the writing she does the same thing with some like spiritual concepts and things particularly probably my favorite of hers is um teaching a stone to speak I think or something stone there's stone in the title I remember that where she she plays with a lot of very interesting like spiritual topics and kind of does the same sort of pushback but in this very subtle way that feels authentic to her and, and that again is like where voice comes in and kind of yes. finding what is yours as you share your own stories and your own thoughts so thank you so much for joining us in this conversation about um, being brave and authentic and yeah. just sharing those things that are personal to you. Even if you don't typically write memoir or plan on writing autobiography or anything like that, it's a powerful practice to get used to how could I share these things from my life in a story format even. Or I, I remember actually, I just was remembering this like, oh, a couple of years ago, I did a hundred day project where each day, I just took a vignette or a moment from that day and wrote it out as I would in like a novel or as I would in a story. And it ended up being such a powerful practice of just telling my own stories, telling my life, sharing what things were in my mind and thoughts. And I think really helps even with my, my fiction writing. And so we just encourage you to try that out whether it's personal and private for you in a journal or whether it's public, because there is something um, powerful too about sharing and getting used to sharing those things, voicing them aloud in safe spaces and in places where you can um, know that you're safe to do that. I, guess. I don't want to use the word safe. I don't feel like I use the word safe a lot. And that's, <laughs> but, but it is so important to recognize your own safety and your own comfort level as you're sharing those things. But so important to just step out and branch out a little bit too in that. Yeah. So keep writing, keep reading, keep sharing your own personal stories and putting your voice out in the world. We are grateful for it. And we'll keep trying to do the same, even when it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.